Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. If you prefer real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. In uncertain times, we could use someone to lean on. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma will stand by you with plan options to fit your budget. If you've recently lost your job, had a baby, or moved, you can still get the health care coverage you and your family need. Financial help may be available for those who qualify. Call 855-452-BLUE or visit hereforyouok.com to see if you're eligible to enroll. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. A new year means it's time for a new home network that can keep up. With Cox Internet, you have the speed and coverage your family needs to stay connected. You'll enjoy Cox's fiber-based hybrid network with options for fast upload and download speeds. And if your household has lots of connected devices, panoramic Wi-Fi may be the perfect fit thanks to its additional control features. Plus, with advanced security on panoramic Wi-Fi, you'll know each connected device is securely protected 24-7. A whole world of connectivity is yours with Cox Internet. Learn more at Cox.com. Ready to stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. 
you will be eligible for full tuition, merit-based scholarships, and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com slash podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. A new year means it's time for a new home network that can keep up. With Cox Internet, you have the speed and coverage your family needs to stay connected. You'll enjoy Cox's fiber-based hybrid network with options for fast upload and download speeds. And if your household has lots of connected devices, panoramic Wi-Fi may be the perfect fit thanks to its additional control features. Plus, with advanced security on panoramic Wi-Fi, you'll know each connected device is securely protected 24-7. A whole world of connectivity is yours with Cox Internet. Learn more at Cox.com. Ready to stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition, merit-based scholarships, and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com slash podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. The following program contains coarse language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. Robinson. He's already Packard, and this is Juxtaposition, our once every two weeks break from politics where we talk about the strange, the unusual, the unknown, maybe things you haven't heard of before, and we actually have a guest with us this evening. You'll know him from other shows, and he's our producer for most of the the theatrical productions we put on, and he also does He Said, She Said every Friday, every Friday night with our, our, our resident barbabe when we do Juxtaposition, Aggie Regan. He is Mickey Blowtorch. So I'm going to hand things off to you, sir, because first, because you're the guest. So how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me back. It's been a long time since I've been on the show. Yeah, actually, I think I may have missed the one that you were on because I don't think I was here. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a, a impromptu thing where uh, Ordy wasn't going to do a show because you were gone, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's do a show, dude." 
Yeah, it was a uh, it was a Robinson and Wright, and um, we turned it into a Wednesday night juxtaposition. And that's actually you know we were talking after the show, and that's when um you know Mickey and I were like going, okay, so what's what what's your go to uh, you know conspiratainment theory? And uh, so that's when we were talking like, oh, Mickey, you want to do a jux on that topic? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, actually, I, uh, we planned on doing it before now, but Mickey got sick, I got sick, and my world almost ended. So yeah, there's all that. <laughs> good times. It's been yeah. a 2022. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great start. <laughs> They're just dropping like flies. That three rule does, isn't applying this year. Fucking A, we had two today. You know, it's weird. It's a he said, she said day. And Aggie's Aggie and I's first Friday episode that we ever had on he said, she said, we had a major... Uh, celebrity death. I can't remember who it was, but it totally killed the vibe of like opening night for he said, she said on Fridays. And like we have regular Friday deaths all the time. Uh, I think Betty White was on our show. Yeah. Uh, died on our show. Today it was actually Meatloaf and Louis Anderson. Shit, that's right. I, that, uh, yeah. Damn. And so what you're saying Those is, so, so, so just to make sure I'm, I'm following along with this. What you're saying is, ever since you guys have started, he said, she said, celebrities have been dying on every Friday. So I'm thinking maybe there's a sign there. <laughs> I mean, we skip a lot of Fridays in the in between. So uh, on, on the on the next just position is he said, she said, <laughs> killing celebrities. Well, I mean, he did he did specifically say Betty White died on our show. I don't, I don't think that's what he meant to say, but that's what right. he said. <laughs> a show dead. Well, you know, and that was like when. Sam and I started doing FUBAR. It seemed like that's when there was always like a mass shooting. It's like Ooh. she came back from hiatus and it was like the day before my birthday and it was the Vegas shooting. And then for like a month on the first, it, yeah, it was, you know, before COVID when everybody, when everybody was getting shot up at one point or another, it, it always seemed to happen on like a Monday as we were about to go live. That's the worst, dude. You yeah. really can't have a show after something colossal like that. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. It's like okay, so how how do we do? How are we our usual asshole selves when you know there's you know they're still picking up bodies? Well, how, so. how about the weather today? Oh, huh? crazy! Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you you, yeah. well, you know, not not because I don't have to do this very often, but there has been more than once that I've been filling in on like a morning show or on an afternoon show. There's been a major news story. And then all of a sudden, I'm having to go from, you know, normal political talk to, we need you to cover this till the news team picks it up. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so you want me to do what now? So, yeah, that, that's fun. I mean, I haven't had to do that in a while, but it's, it's happened. In the few times I've filled in, it's happened twice in about three years. And I was like, uh, maybe I'm bad luck. Because every time I'm in this chair, something bad happens. And i got to talk about it for a little bit until the news team comes on. I'm like, Ugh. I quit. <laughs> Not really. Um... But yeah, so that's that that's been fun because yeah, that that's happened to me a few times too, and it, it really is hard to go from like you know trying to do a show like what we do on a regular basis to having to do like serious news. It's hard to do. <laughs> it really is. Anyway, oh, so and, and, like like weekend update, having to go to like September 11th. <laughs> yeah, fun times. Well, you know, and that's actually, you know, I, I think I've mentioned it with both of you on respect shows. I don't know if you ever watched the newsroom. It was on HBO. It was an Aaron Sorkin thing. Had uh, Jeff Daniels in it. And, um, but that was like his backstory. 
was he was just some weekend filling guy until 9-11 happened. And it's like they, he sat he sat in that chair for 24 hours because nobody could else, else could get to the studio to relieve him because of the subways being down and everything else. And, yeah, that was his whole backstory on that show. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so, just the weekend fill-in guy. That's, that's going to be on my tombstone. The weekend fill-in guy. I wasn't even supposed to Bob. be. Bob. Right. <laughs> I'm the weekend fill-in guy that occasionally okay. makes fart noises. That'll be Ordy's tombstone. So anyway, Mickey, we got you on to talk about um, UFOs and the Third Reich and how they seem to be tied together very closely. You know that those are two of my favorite topics when it comes to the fringe paranormal realm. I think they go together like peanut butter and chocolate because there's so much uh, stuff that's come forward throughout the past that uh, leads us to believe that they had their fingers in all kinds of extraterrestrial shit. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it after that show you and I did we, in DMs a few times about how it's like, it seems like every like government conspiracy about yeah. anything goes back to, in some way, the Nazis, whether it's MK Ultra or... Um, yeah, just the whole rocket program, which we know was true. It, it just seems like every conspiracy theory, every assassination, every every everything, some way goes back to oh, and then this guy who was a Nazi. You could tie the J, you could tie the JFK assassination into Nazis, right? By way of the Bushes. I mean, yeah. you know, they're like behind the scenes and almost everything that came to be. And I mean, yeah, I mean, they were all over the world. And then, you know, and what we're going to be talking about tonight, too, is that, you know, when it was wrapping up, so many of them just went in shadow mode. Yeah. They were the spooks of the spooks. Well, I mean, it was either that or, or be hunted down and be killed. Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in no way, shape or form tonight are we going to be sympathizing with Nazis. Uh, <laughs> we're really going to be talking about the fantastic shit that transpired after the war, even. Uh, mostly mm-hmm. and it's just the weirdest shit they're into some weird weird shit man uh, just, you know looking at the stuff that Mangala was studying and doing and and what he allegedly maybe continued in in, in south america after uh, the war was over you know it, it it just it seems like they just could not give up whatever it is that they were into I mean, it's you, you can put your finger on it. It's like, okay, there were a lot of advances that began with those horrific things. But, you know, it's like, like you said, you know, we're, we're not here to kind of like, oh, you know, it, it, it's like that uh, uh, Wentz tweet uh, in reference to my previous tweet. In, in no way do you have to hand it to ISIL. <laughs> so in no way do you have to hand it to the Nazis. But. Well, they were cutting edge. Uh, for their time, the real, yeah. you know, they were leaders in technology. Uh, look at look at how far advanced the Luftwaffe was from the United States Air Force. Just looking at like the Messerschmitt 262 mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. I mean, fuck, they were light years ahead of us, dude. Look at all of the scientists we stole after the war and brought them here to the United States. Yeah, Operation Paperclip, Operation Sign or Project Sign, all of them. Yeah, I mean, and again, everything goes back to having Nazis involved in it. Uh, our fucking space program, right? Warder von Braun was a major in the SS. Yeah, you know, um, but I, I think that they're, they're 
willingness to go into the fringe areas of science, I think, is a big fascinating part of them. I mean, just looking at like Himmler and the SS, Him Himmler was was obsessed with occult shit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Norse gods, things like that. Uh, so uh, this. The UFO stuff really isn't a stretch from what they were already into on the daily. Yeah, and it's not like you're like, oh, well, you know, you got that from Captain America, or you got that from Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, that's really. They, I mean, they were. I mean, they got that from him. You know, he was. You know, it's you, in that line in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when you know Hitler was obsessed with the occult. That isn't just like a throw off as a setup to the whole movie. He was obsessed with the occult, and it, it, yeah. They, they they actually had uh, Nazi archaeologists and shit like that, just like in the Indiana Jones movies, that were globetrotting and looking for relics. You know, I, I believe that they actually have the Spear of Destiny. That's been missing since they stole that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, they allegedly found Shangri-La, the real one, not the one from, you know. <laughs> not, not the restaurant. Right, not the restaurant, not the, uh, not the one from... Um, I'm drawing a blank on it right now. Um, Doctor Strange. I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, they they had teams up in the Himalayas and just scouring the globe, grabbing whatever they could get their hands on. It, it always kind of boggled my mind a little bit how he was able to put so much emphasis and manpower into these side quests while he was warring with the rest of the whole fucking world. <laughs> You know, it makes you wonder, like, like, does this dude not thinking about priorities? What, why is it that he really pushed so hard for that kind of stuff? You know, it, it, is it just, like, the thoughts of a crazy man thinking that if we find the Holy Grail, we're going to crush all, all of our enemies? Or is there really something to the reason they were going after things like that? Which you may be able to argue the latter because that would help, uh, definitely assist the war effort. If there was any truth, whatever, to the Spear of Destiny or the Holy Grail or any of the other artifacts that he allegedly or actually did find, you know, it's like the, you know, the Amber Room and things like that, um, then totally worth the expenditure. And we can even get a little crazier here, too, and, and rip off a page of uh, Ancient Aliens, that show on the History Channel, dude with the goofy air that everybody obviously... Right. It's been on for, what, 20 fucking years now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, what if those biblical artifacts or these occult items that that the Nazis were were adamantly seeking, what if those was uh, alien technology? Yes, it could be. Just for the record, record, that's not actually his hair. That's the alien that's running the robot body. Right. The, um... (laughs) Yeah, and not the Shangri-La that Olivia Newton-John was singing about, or Xanadu, whichever the two were. Xanadu! That movie was my guilty pleasure growing up. It's been theorized that, like, the Ark of the Covenant is actually alien technology. Sure. You know, they they talk about uh, it having radioactive properties. If you go to, like, the breastplate that Aaron wore when handling the Ark, that very well could have been, like, a lead smock of sorts. Um, and, And it could have been some kind of radioactive pile. It could have been some kind of a uh, alien weaponry. Who the fuck knows, really? Right. But it's been talked about for since like fucking Von Daniget got on the scene, you know. So I really do think that maybe there is some kind of behind the scenes thing other than just wanting these antiquities. 
that that would have had some kind of benefit. I I, I think that they, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stumbling all over the place and starting to stutter. But a couple of weeks ago, I I saw a, a television show, one of the fucking many that's on TV right now, uh, uh, Paranormal, Caught on Camera. Yeah, there's just so many weird ones. I can't remember what it was, but they were talking about like a Nazi Roswell incident. Some some forest uh, in Bavaria where a saucer had crashed and the Nazis had allegedly recovered this uh, this uh, vehicle. I can't and, remember what it was I was watching though. And and you know that actually there, there has been some stories about that too. I mean it it goes back to like when you know it's first with the rumors. Well, I mean you know moving forward and moving back, you have Dwight Eisenhower saying there is no they have unable been unable to unearth any tangible evidence that of Hitler's death and Truman was at and Stalin were asked the same thing at Potsdam and you know, so it but there's reports out of Chile that I mean yeah okay the dude was a total you know Nazi fanboy but he said no nah, Hitler got out and um there was a he talked about the crash site and um that's where the Nazi VTOL technology came from, vertical takeoff and landing technology came from, um, was uh, the uh, their introduction to uh, <clears throat> aliens and the Nazis themselves. Look, look at those airframes they had, man. Look at that, that Batwing thing. I can't remember which Messerschmitt it was. It was, uh, I believe it was after the 262, but it, would, it took off on a sled. And it, it looked like our, our modern stealth bomber. Mm-hmm. They were light years ahead of where anybody else was with any of that stuff. Yeah, I, and it, again, you know, it's just just pushing the edge of technology and everything that they did. Something interesting that I always think of, and, and I read that article that you guys had posted in our, our chat that we had. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Going earlier about, uh, you know, nobody has ever been able to prove Hitler died. That's been mm-hmm. the controversy since the end of the war. They, uh, the bones that the Russians had that they said was Hitler's, I believe actually uh, they tested the DNA and it's a female school. Mm-hmm. Probably Ava Bronze in all reality. Sure. But there was, a, there was a television show a couple years ago that was really interesting called Hunting Hitler. I think it made about three different seasons. And there's just so much supporting circumstantial evidence that shows Hitler left Berlin. And think about this. That motherfucker was a megalomaniac. They were already talking. They already had plans for the Reich to come back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like they knew that they were going to gather back up 
and, and, the, and the Third Reich would rise again and, and continue on and, and so forth, and they would pick back up where it left. With as much of a megalomaniac as that motherfucker was, do you think he really would have killed himself? I don't believe he would, and you know, especially with the effect that cocaine has on you to make you even feel more like a Superman, and he was on a fuck ton of cocaine. But no, and there was actually, back in 1974, there was a Canadian, a CBC broadcast called As It Happens. And um, they had a Professor Ryder Sanguion, who's an oral surgeon uh, from UCLA, and uh, he said that um, Hitler had ordered a plane prior to the fall of Berlin that had all of the medical, dental, and records and x-rays of all the top Nazis fly out and taken to an unknown destination. And the only proof they had about Hitler's death was the memory of a dental assistant. They, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we did that filling. Huh. So. Well, yeah, so just my two, just my two cents. Hitler was probably one of the biggest narcissists on the planet. There's no way he took his own life. Yeah. No. Oh. Absolutely not. I don't think he could ever admit defeat. He probably had already lied to himself about Berlin falling, not being his fault. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm I'm sure this was already all in place. I mean, some of the evidence that has come forward of a flight manifest that left um, Berlin with Hitler's personal items. So there's evidence of that. There's there's manifests, shit like that. We we know Hitler's stuff left Germany. If if he was dead, why would they fly some dead dude's fucking stuff unless these guys were trying to just get out of Dodge too, which is very possible. But th- th- so so many things, and I really I can't think of a lot of the bigger ones off the top of my head. But uh, things like uh, a ballerina that was brought in to entertain Hitler somewhere in South America when she was a young gal uh, recollects uh, dancing for him. And and had her uh, her eyewitness interview and, and and all of that stuff. So, like I said, it's, it's all basically circumstantial shit. But there was a lot of declassified U.S. government uh, archives and, and, and documents uh, from things like the FBI saying basically that they know of the possibility that Hitler is somewhere in South America and they're investigating it. So, if that was on the FBI's radar, there had to have been at least some smoke. To, to get their attention on it, you know, some some kind of credence. But well, if you think about it, Hitler was public enemy number one. Why didn't we go fucking get him? Why didn't we kill him? If we had an inkling that he escaped and was somewhere in Central or South America running around with his fucking underground Nazi networks, we would have had motherfuckers down there day one hunting this guy down. So what would be so sexy and attractive that he could bring to the table for bargaining chips to keep the United States from looking his direction or, you know, even looking the other way and allowing him to continue to live down in in, um, South America or Central America. What would, what would you think be the one thing that would get our fucking dick so hard? We would let the number one enemy of the entire history of the world go. Well, and that would definitely be alien tech. If there was a crash in, you know, somewhere in Bavaria, absolutely would be, okay, you know what, you got, because Roswell didn't happen until 49, I think, so you're talking 47, 48. Hey, you know what, you let me bounce around Uruguay and Paraguay and Brazil until I can get down to my Antarctic base, and, you know, I'll I'll give you all the uh, alien tech you want, and just remember that they like, you know, cow lips and assholes. Yeah, and, and what year did we go down to Antarctica with Operation High Jump? Uh, high jump was 48, 47. I believe. 
Yeah, 47. Immediately after the end of the war. What the fuck are we doing with, with a 4,000-man expedition to South America just under two years after the, the largest war global conflict that we had ever participated in? Why would, why would we be doing that kind of shit? Yeah, I mean, just to say we did. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. It, and a lot of speculation goes back to Nazi bases on Antarctica. Absolutely. Rick, you're being awful quiet back there. Well, you guys are you're, you're chiming in uh, quite a lot, and I don't want to step on you. Cause so, yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> what that been? Well, no, so the whole Antarctic base thing. There's all kinds of theories about the Antarctic base because there's also theories that you know there's the. I mean, and we've touched on this on a previous juxtaposition that the Earth is hollow and that there's a big old space in there and that you can get there from the Antarctic. Um, there's actually an article that I posted in the room that we were using for prep today that talks about the fact that. They think that there may have been Nazis that found that hole and are camped out in the center of the earth right now. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you just it's one of those things where, you know, they, it could be any number of things. I mean, you know, they have sup- supposition that they've gone to space, supposition that Hitler's still alive and hanging out there, or was still alive and hanging out in Antarctica. Hell, I don't know, with today's technology, he still may be alive. He may be, he, maybe that's where Walt Disney got the idea to, you know, put his head on ice. Who knows? They might, they <laughs> might be neighbors at the same cryogenic clinic. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, they're right next to each other with a genetically engineered mouse watching over them both. And Fry from Futurama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right next to Nixon's head. No, and but you know, when you mention you know high jump, one of the things that you know a lot of people are go oh, you know that that's bullshit too. Well, one, it was. I mean, Operation High Jump happened, so that's not bullshit. Now you can argue why they went down there, but just before the end of World War Two. Along with a long convoy of tech that was making its way out of German ports on the Baltic Sea were two large German provision U-boats, U-503 and U-977, that were both launched and just were doing a steady stream of supplies down to Antarctica. And it's thought that they had, you know, we're going to be talking, I'm sure after the break we'll be talking about the uh, Bell Project and other things too, where this was all the anti-grav discs and you know the uh, circular wing flying craft that the Luftwaffe had towards the end of the war the Foo Fighters all that stuff was being taken down there brought that up Um, that was some of the the first reported uh, UFOs as we traditionally know them now um, started in in, in over the the skies of Europe in fact that we thought that they were Germans or German tech and there's, you know, in the story of the uh, Nazi bell, it's actually believed that it was because in the places where the bell was supposed to be towards the end of the war, that's where the Foo Fighters were seen most frequently in eastern Germany along Poland and Czechoslovakia. That's interesting. I had never heard that before. Isn't it, isn't it kind of amazing the more shit is starting to surface now? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for instance, the Battle of Los Angeles. Do you remember ever hearing about that? Uh, in the eighties or the nineties? Not once. And I grew up in California. I thought it was I thought it was just a joke from nineteen forty one. I didn't know that it was an actual UFO experience, you know. I had never even heard about it until I want to say maybe two thousand and six or seven. My father and I were watching television together and uh, uh it was one of the it was some unsolved thing or other, but they did a, a big uh segment on the battle of los angeles and we both looked at each other and said i'd never heard of that and we're both we're 
I, I guess we're both kind of amateur history buffs, especially with the world wars. Never once had I heard that story until about, like I said, 2006 or seven. And that, you know, that's up there with the likes of Roswell, man. Yeah. That's a big story. Yeah, that's a big deal. And like you said, I mean, I'm, I'm a Californian into California history and I had never heard of it until about that time too. You know, early, you know, 2000, I know between 2000, 2010 was when I first heard about it. Yeah. That could have been a timeline shift for all we know. It's on the, on the next Mandela effect one. No, but, you know, and you're talking about the accepted, that was Rick's first show of juxtaposition was when did UFOs go mainstream and why didn't we get the message? I'm going to have to go back through the archives and listen to that one. I bet yeah. you that's a good show. Yeah, that was even before I joined the show. That was when Rick was doing, 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 start getting it started up. Yeah, juxtaposition Rick, actually happened. Juxtaposition actually happened by accident. I was I was doing an off the rails and was completely burned out and just started talking about sci-fi shit. And then Al called in and we spent the whole show. And I'm like, you know what? This I I need to do this. And then I did the first yeah. show and then. I had already come on to talk about something, and I was like, man, we should do this together. He's like, man, there's never been a show formatted with co-hosts like this before. I said, that's why we should do it. He said, but that's why it won't work. And I said, and now here we are. <laughs> yeah, three years. And that was that was actually the first Mandela Effect show I did with you. Yeah, no, and th- yeah, that was the first one, because you were like, we really need to do, you really need to do this show. And I'm like, I don't know enough about it. Why don't you come on and do it with me? And you're like, but I don't know if I, I don't know. And then now, three years later. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So the not the go ahead. No, that wasn't. I didn't say anything. I don't know. I don't know if Mickey was trying to, but I didn't. I don't know. Me either. Yeah. But I get in there, Mickey. Jump well, in. I, I wasn't saying anything, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just agreeing with you. all But yeah. So well. Anyway, back to what we were talking about a second ago, because you know one of the interesting things, and I didn't get a chance to drop this in. But, you know, speaking of, you know, the whole uh, Nazi UFOs, Foo Fighters, and everything else, there's actually a very kind of a small theory that Roswell actually wasn't an alien crash, but a Nazi craft crash. Now, that's just kind of going down the logical progression of aliens gave the tech to the Nazis, and then going with Mickey's thought, too, and I agree with that as well, that, hey, what do we have, you know, what do they have that they could give us to get them off their ass and to get the, you know, budding country of Israel off their ass, too, because those of us who were alive during the 80s remember the Nazi hunters being on the news every day, finding another Nazi somewhere. That's a high-value target. So, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, the Germans crash, he says with air quotes, in Roswell um, to get the tech to the Americans. Hmm. I, yeah, I, uh, it's feasible. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not as, it's it's not any crazier than any of the other shit that right. <laughs> I I do find I do find interesting though the technology boom that we had after 1947 it was it was so exponential that I think that lends credence to the actual Roswell crash itself definitely yeah you can argue well you know oh hey you know that's war being the last greatest biggest war that you know because most technology we always use was developed in either the space program or in the military. And usually the space program is just the hands me down, hand me downs from the military anyway. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, you could definitely say, well, uh, the, this this technological leap was too great for the amount of time. Yes. And, you know, if you want to blow your mind, let's go back to, like, uh, uh, the caveman, uh, Neolithic motherfuckers and, and fire and, and the invention of the wheel. And look at the progression up through, like, the, the, the Middle Ages, you know, up to up to ni- year 1900, where we were still on horseback and we had barely invented the combustion engine at that point. Mm-hmm. That, that's a long, long part of our history. And then all of a sudden, from 1900 to 100 years later, look where we're sitting. You know, yeah, you have supersonic air flight, you've got the space program, you've got all of the information of mankind in your lap, or now in your pocket. Look at things like touchscreen technology, man. Yeah. It, it, it's it's bizarre in itself and almost an alien. Uh, to me, that would have been an alien theory to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, think like, could we manipulate a piece of glass with our fingers and have it display data? Right. You know, it's so bizarre. How did we get to there? It, but when you think about this last hundred years and compare it with the previous hundred years or the previous 5,000 years, there's not a whole lot of technical advances. I mean, you know, we entered the bronze age, the iron age, all that shit. And there's a natural progression that mankind has taken, but it in no way, shape or form will ever match the boom that we had post 1947. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the last 50 years have just well, 70 years now um, has just been an unbelievable technological advancement in every aspect of society. Yeah, it's, in, it's insane, man. It's almost unfathomable. You know, I, I can barely wrap my mind around it. And think about the shit that we don't even know about right now. Yeah, right. But it, it, going back to, to the war and the Nazis, I think that early on in the war that they probably had some kind of contact with extraterrestrials for whatever reason. Look at the, what was the Eisenhower allegedly met extraterrestrials not too long after the war mm-hmm. what if that was a handoff like like what if hitler was like here here's their number you give them a call i'll 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 go ahead and vouch for you or whatever you know is, is or, or even of, if they just said hey you know what you guys aren't the top dog on the planet anymore we gotta go talk to yeah. these guys yeah and, and you're fucking weird as shit too so right yeah <laughs> we we saw your shy porn pal <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thanks for letting us. Thanks for letting us do the blow off of the Fraulein's asses, but we gotta talk to these guys over here now. It's like, yeah, peace out, bitches. Well, and you think about it. I mean, going into the war, and it's. I mean, a lot of the fiction at the time too was still very steampunky. Yes, you know, and so it coming out of the war on the other side, everything was very, your know, radar. You know, electronic everything you know we entered entered the microwave and atomic era yeah and i mean obviously the atomic era was created to end you know with with a bomb but i mean still that was still pretty fucking steampunk yeah yeah it was still pretty janky tech so i just to go from that to you know, microchip computers in 20 years. Well, I mean, not, just, not just that. Think about the, the, the things that are still advancing. I mean, we went from real guns being things of science fiction like 20 years ago to now they're actually mounting them on naval ships. How, how, the, how the fuck does it, do things like that get developed so fast? <laughs> how? 
Do you, do you think those guys were visionaries or do you think that they planted the seeds of innovation? Like, I, like maybe they psychically thought of what we were capable of somehow. Jules Verne, for instance, with the nuclear-powered submarines. I, well, I mean, you know, I mean, that's, that's been one of the arguing arguments about, you know, cell phone technology and touchpads and all this stuff is, you know, things like Jules Verne, Star Trek, all that fueled our imaginations. I think that's a part of it, but I don't there, – there's still a leap that had to happen, and I think we've gotten where we are today – by reverse engineering things we never should have gotten a hold of in the first place. I'm just being honest. I I honestly think that as Homo sapiens, probably the eternal combustion engine and flight is like the apex of our our abilities by ourselves. Sure, I'll go I with that. Would have evolved much beyond that. You know, I maybe radar. I could see that. You know, simplistic shit like I World War Two tech is a great example of probably that was probably the height of what we would have been able to do if there hadn't have been any kind of outside influence. Yeah. I mean, and that, that actually made, because, you know, a lot of the stuff that suddenly came online afterwards requires some knowledge of rare earth minerals or extraterrestrial minerals in and of itself. You know, it's, I mean, yeah, you can make deuterium on, on earth, quite easily but you need to know how to do that and given our technology at the time i don't see us making that connection you know even even with probably the advanced science that we brought back here from germany with uh like warner von braun that that was gonna that would have you know really increased our current levels of understanding and knowledge but i don't think it was going to be big enough to bridge that gap between our our current state of technology to the leaps and bounds that we made with just some of the most innovative shit that you could even imagine. I mean, a processor, for instance, it's basically a chunk of carbon, isn't it? Uh, yeah, a chunk of silicon. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's a silicone wafer with a whole, with just some etchings in it filled with a conductive it, material. I mean, and, and that shit advanced math. Cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, well think, about the t- think about the time span it took to get from the point where a computer would fill an entire room and you had to operate with either, you know, punch cards or magnetic tape to now we have computers in our pockets that have more computing power than the space shuttle. Exactly, exactly. I mean, there, there's, just, oh. there, there's just things that don't compute when you really stop and think about it. Because, I mean, and that's, you know, that's something else that we brought up before, you know, things like wars and... Things like that. Those those lead to innovation. We haven't been in war enough to lead to the type of innovations that we have now. So there has there has to be an outside influence coming from somewhere. And the simple fact of the matter is, it's just like what we what you guys talked about at the beginning of the show. Pretty much every conspiracy theory that we've ever had starts by going back to the Third Reich. Everything. I think that. Well, and, and, and to recounter what I had said, you know, they really had their fingers in just about everything. They really did. I mean, from the art world to to uh, uh, antiquities to the medicine, medicine science, they, yeah. and, and all of their, their scientists, they were all SS, you know, so they, I guess they kind of turned it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All of the research into their, their military-industrial complex there and, and pushed it forward, but fucking A, man. They were so far advanced than we were at the time. Yeah. But I mean, when the war started, we were still mostly, and I mean, cavalry wasn't just like a cute little term. It was actually, you know, horses still. So, yeah. and, and we were still you know, cutting our teeth with the idea like the uh, Roosevelt's Great White Fleet, man. Yeah. And uh, of course, everything we had learned in World War One, which really wasn't all of that. Look, look how warfare advanced from World War One to World War Two. That's incredible. We went from stinking, fucking rotting trenches to guerrilla combat. Yeah, and I mean, in in the medicine, you know, with it as well. And I mean, just yeah. But um, and, and like you said, you know, the Great White Fleet. In a couple of years after that, it all went dazzle paint. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we had a conversation about that not too long ago. Yeah. Which that was part of a Mandela thing. I don't know if you remember that one, Rick, with um, the uh, World War II ships. You know, how it started like you just see the dazzle print on a couple of them, usually that were in merchant convoys. Now, making that, that we've been noticing it, we're seeing dazzle painted landing craft and, you know, just it, it's in every picture now. More and more shit than, you know, and I, I don't even remember seeing it growing up. Yeah, no, I mean that the yeah, we, 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 too. We, we talked about on the we talked about it on the show where there's all these pictures of all these things that are cropping up now, and we're like, where, uh, what, 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 huh, <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that that didn't happen. <sighs> yeah, yet yet another Mandela effect, or as someone called it today, a Mandingo effect. Which I have, I, I know they were joking, but we 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 were going back and forth on it on Facebook for like twenty minutes. I'm like, so wait, I think you mean the Mandela effect, unless. They called it the Mandingo effect where you came from, and then he started laughing about it. He's <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I was doing. But still, you know, it's just it, it's just one of those things where, you know, what if in certain timelines it's not actually called the Mandela effect? So what if when we say that, these people have no idea what we're talking about until we start talking about it? And that's why it keeps catching on, because everybody's like, oh, I know what they're talking about. We don't, but we, I never heard it called that before. <laughs> well, I, I, my question was, how much porn are you watching for Mandingo to pop up to the front of your head? <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, I have no comment. <laughs> okay, so so you want you want to go to break? We'll come back and uh, and uh, we'll talk about the bell and um, other oddities like sure. Antarctica bases and hollow earths and pretty much every plot line of Iron Sky, of an Iron Sky movie. Which we during Mickey show tonight we found out one there's an Iron Sky three. And two, explored deeper in the fact there's actually an Iron Sky video game. Video game, dude. That blew my mind. Mine too. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I saw that. I was like, wait, there's an Iron Sky video game? Why do I not have this? Because I, 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 I would have had that if I would, known it, would have known it was a thing. Barely for just. He said she said single-handedly doubles the sales of Iron Sky's video game tonight. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Uh, you know what? All of a sudden it's not letting me load a bumper. So... Eh, fuck it. Let's just go to break old school. All right, folks, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Going straight to commercials because the board's frozen. We'll be right back. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. 
If you prefer real mornings, shouldn't you have a real breakfast? At McDonald's, we get real about breakfast. That's why you can have a savory sausage biscuit with delicious hash browns for only $1.50. It's time to wake up breakfast. Single item at regular price. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. In uncertain times, we could use someone to lean on. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma will stand by you with plan options to fit your budget. If you've recently lost your job, had a baby, or moved, you can still get the health care coverage you and your family need. Financial help may be available for those who qualify. Call 855-452-BLUE or visit hereforyouok.com to see if you're eligible to enroll. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restriction supply, federally insured by NCUA. A new year means it's time for a new home network that can keep up. With Cox Internet, you have the speed and coverage your family needs to stay connected. You'll enjoy Cox's fiber-based hybrid network with options for fast upload and download speeds. And if your household has lots of connected devices, panoramic Wi-Fi may be the perfect fit thanks to its additional control features. Plus, with advanced security on panoramic Wi-Fi, you'll know each connected device is securely protected 24-7. A whole world of connectivity is yours with Cox Internet. Learn more at Cox.com. Ready to stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition, merit-based scholarships, and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com slash podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. A new year means it's time for a new home network that can keep up. With Cox Internet, you have the speed and coverage your family needs to stay connected. You'll enjoy Cox's fiber-based hybrid network with options for fast upload and download speeds. And if your household has lots of connected devices, panoramic Wi-Fi may be the perfect fit thanks to its additional control features. Plus, with advanced security on panoramic Wi-Fi, you'll know each connected device is securely protected 24-7. A whole world of connectivity is yours with Cox Internet. Learn more at Cox.com. Ready to stand out, Army ROTC prepares you not only as a college student, but as a strong leader, allowing you to earn the rank of second lieutenant. You will be eligible for full tuition, merit-based scholarships, and develop leadership skills essential for your future. Start strong and enhance your college experience. Visit your campus Army ROTC representative today. To find out how you can earn up to a full tuition scholarship, visit GoArmy.com slash podcast to locate your closest ROTC program today. Army officers inspire strength in others. Paid for by the United States Army. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. The following program contains coarse language and adult themes. 
Listener discretion is advised. All my friends are heathens, take it slow. Wait for them to ask you who you know. Juxtaposition. I'm Rick, he's Ordy, and we're joined by Mickey Blowtorch. And we've been talking Nazis, Third Reich, UFOs, ET, pretty much anything you can cram in there, because pretty much any conspiracy theory you've ever heard of started with the Third Reich. You don't believe us? Go look it up. Anyway, so we're going to keep things rolling here. They've got a few other things they wanted to hit on. I think we've got maybe 20, 25 minutes left in about all three of us, kids. My voice ain't holding out real well either. Which is why I keep letting them do most of the talking. <laughs> I thought you were going to do Michael Keaton Beetlejuice right there. Uh, <laughs> I might have if I would have remembered. <laughs> anyway. It's been, a, it's been a good show. I've really enjoyed it so far. We've had a pretty fast-paced conversation going. Yeah, and you, you were pretty simpatico on all of it, too. You were, It's like, you know talking a shorthand on all of them, maybe we need to explain beyond. And the, the one that's, you know, you brought up, and this has always fascinated me, and that's the, uh, the Bell Project. Yeah, uh, known in, uh, in German as the Glocke. Because everything sounds deadly and intimidating in German. Have you ever seen that meme of, um, it, I guess it, it's got like, like, it starts off with a little chihuahua. Somebody angry in English, and then it moves up to like an alligator, and somebody angry in Spanish, and then it's got, I don't know, something worse than that. Uh, somebody uh, talking in Russian, and then it's got like Cthulhu, and it says casually ordering food in German. Right. <laughs> and yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> that, That's that an is, angry language. It's a very, and they've got a word for everything. Yeah, yeah, but in the in the Bell Project, that's one of the things that nobody really knows what it was. Was it an anti gravitate an anti gravity device? Was it you know some people think that it was the um, their version of the Philadelphia experiment? Um, it was the start. the The project was begun by Einstein, and then when he fled Germany in thirty three, uh, they were kind of left with well, well, what do we do now? And it went down a really like everything else the Nazis did, a really dark path. and um, it, But it's just, it's one of the most fascinating secrets because it's like you see all this evidence that it existed, but there's no it. So you know what? Thinking back, I really don't know the origin story of Die Glocke and how it came to be such a, uh, a, a pop, popular uh, pop culture UFO story. It just right. seems like it kind of just appeared in, in our, our modern UFO mythos all of a sudden. Really don't know the origin of it. Do you know any background of, of how we even know it existed? Did we find uh, some kind of diary? Did we find some schematics? I, I know that we found an odd research center uh, or facility that we it had some very odd uh, bunkers. And uh, I don't, there, there was a, another... A weird aircraft that the Germans had the the flugel something or other uh, translates to some kind of tree thing 
and it's it's a VTOL uh, vertical takeoff and landing aircraft too. So uh, all of these, uh, I think this this particular research area might have been uh, related to the the Bell experiment. Yeah, and, and that, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about too, and that's um, what gives the you know the uh, it's an anti gravity device that Einstein was working on. When it started to pop up, you know that you mentioned that. I had never actually heard of the Bell until probably about early 2000 when Art Bell started talking about it. And But before then, again, that's another one of those World War II things that never came up on anybody's radar. It wasn't in any of the fiction at the time. And it just, again, in the, but from what I've been able to gather is there was a uh, Polish researcher, and I lost his name. Um... Anyway, so he's the one who started coming out with um, the stories of the bell. And uh, he said that he was told of it by someone close to him that it was part of this research center on the uh, in the Polish Czechoslovakian area of Germany. And um, that's when there was a big, big research center in that area. I can't remember what it was called, though. I saw an episode of, uh, I want to say it was Mysteries of the Abandoned. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it belonged to the Luftwaffe. But they had uh, this very large uh, Morgan and kind of an autopsy theater complex built underneath of it, which makes you wonder what they were doing with that coming from uh, the Air Force. Yeah, and this was actually uh, that the particular section that was worked on there. I have uh, heard you know stories about it, that it was the Wunderwaffe, and um, obviously in German Wunderwaffe. But I mean, they, there's evidence that there were uh, plasma focus um, machines underneath it because that's part of in the uh, um, ruins there. And but as far as the bell itself that was supposed to be there. It, and what the reason why it's called the bell is it's actually bell shaped and it's got two concentric, you know, for all the descriptions of it, it has two concentric rings of like iconography. You know, we've been talking about how Hitler was big into the occult and everything, but it's um, ancient symbolism, um, runes and uh, some Hindu, um, pictographs and just really bizarre you know artwork on it for a military project and then you then you got the big iron cross slapped on the side of it too sure. and then like look at the swastika for instance that, that even goes back to, to runes and mythology and all of that shit sure well so, you know there, it's by no mistake that he picked that is is the icon of 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 their evil empire but you know and i guess the, the bell was supposed to be adorned with several of those too Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry to, to... Yeah, no, no, no. That's, and, and that's, you know, there's stories that, I mean, you know, people who listen to the channel know will know this from Stargate and Stargate. And Lannis is that it, it was Hitler's hunt for zero-point energy was also what the bell was considered to be. It was supposed to um, theoretically open a portal to other dimensions. Thank you, Mandela Effect. Thank you, Hitler, for the Mandela Effect. And um, it's just because nobody knows, and it's it's also reminiscent of the shape of the UFO that landed in Kecksburg. And you wanted to talk about Kecksburg a little bit in that too. That's actually one of my favorite uh, Bell theories is that uh, it possibly traveled through time. 
and into the future. Uh, if we go to uh, Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, I believe uh, 1965, December 9th, 1965, there was some kind of mysterious crash, which the, uh, the government led the, the residents to believe it was some kind of secret satellite, which, you know, kind of coincides with what everything that was going on with the Cold War and the space race at the time. Sure. However, comma, it's like this thing landed, and there was already a team of fucking government agents and military and all these motherfuckers just waiting to go recover it already. So either our telemetry data was really fucking spot on in 1965, which I, I really don't think it was quite the the capabilities that we have now, you know, at Cheyenne Mountain and uh, NORAD and things like that. So it's almost like they expected it to to be here. Anyway, eyewitness accounts describe this object as an acorn-shaped object, which is an acorn-shaped, like it's shaped like a bell. Yeah. And it was adorned with all kinds of hieroglyphics. And that's the exact, well, it is the exact uh, description of the the Nazis' bell. Uh, Acorn-shaped or bell-shaped object adorned with uh, uh, hieroglyphics. Mm -hmm. So, um, in my opinion... If, if if that eyewitness account is true, I think it's very possible that that crash site could have been Nazis from 1940-whatever shooting through space-time and landing in Pennsylvania at a later date. And, you know, it could have been a split second for those dudes going from, from Germany to, to Pennsylvania in that thing. And, and why Pennsylvania? Who knows? We have no idea. It, maybe they were trying to to be able to open up some kind of uh, a portal for like a vanguard to go through, you know? Sure. Uh, but that that's my favorite theory when it comes to the bell is that it was actually recovered 20 uh, some odd years later in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania by the U S military. Yeah. Because I mean, with all the other tech that was brought out of Germany under operation paperclip and between the rocketry, the aircraft, I mean, like you mentioned with the Delta wing, it took us nearly 40 years afterwards to make a working version of that or make a practical working version of that because we were sticking with the standard, you know, lift airframe, um, aircraft lift air, wing lift air. Yeah, can't get that word out. Wing lift airframe. for, And we're still using it today. And we, we leave the Delta flight to, uh, you know, strictly military. Um, but it's all this tech that was brought out and the bell wasn't among it. Now, granted, you could argue that, yes, um, because of its where it was on the Polish, Czechoslovakian, German area, the Germans may have gotten there first, or the Russians may have gotten there first. But, um, yeah, it's just, it, it seems like something that should have been in the cache, or in the cache, you know? Absolutely. And it, personally, I would think that if the story about the bell got out to begin with, U.S. intelligence probably knows about it beforehand. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we were able to steal some documents. We, we acquired so much shit in, in the process of, of, of taking over Europe uh, back from the Germans that who knows what, what we have. We, you know, when, when we would go in and capture something, the first thing to do would be to, to sweep for any kind of bit of intel. And our guys that were gathering shit had no idea what anything was. They, you know, were obviously trained to to say, 
to be able to look at some documents and think, okay, this might be important. I'm going to set this aside. So in this huge vacuum of everything that we acquired, we very well could have had uh, documents regarding the bell and, and information about the project. That could be why we were waiting in Kecksburg to go pick it up. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, we definitely knew about it because if it was true that this was Einstein's project when he noped out in 33, you, they, they, you know, he dumped his purse out all over, you, you know, the uh, Office of Strategic uh, Intelligence. And, just, yeah, they knew about it. So the well, next question is, if it wasn't in Germany when we took it out, did it get taken down to Antarctica? Man, that that that's all we're going to be able to do there is speculate. I, I really think anything is possible. It, it, and it's funny you bring the Antarctica thing back up because we really didn't even get into like the meats and the potatoes of what allegedly occurred on that expedition either. But it's it's alleged that Admiral Byrd made contact with extraterrestrials and it didn't really go so well. Yeah, he lost uh, three ships. A couple hundred men and some aircraft down there, and for really no good, not a very well explained reason. Yeah, it's well, it, we ran into some weather. Well, you're summer down there. I mean, I, I know you could pull that off on you know people who don't realize that you're down in Antarctica in the middle of summer when you're running this off over the year, um, and yet you were down there for a year. It, it, from, from what I understand, and I don't remember all of the details, I really need to go back and do some more research. But, you know, we've seen these stories over and over and over to the point where it, it's almost the same gospel. But uh, according to the story, the Admiral Byrd, I possibly personally spoke to the extraterrestrials himself and, and talked about some kind of uh, conditions or stipulations and, and for us to never return. Which is kind of similar to what Hoagland says happened with us, you know, and the moon. It's not that, you know, we decided not to go back. We were told not to go back. Which, you know, I can totally believe. I've been told not to go back to a lot of places. Yeah. Usually, the only time anybody calls me sir is when it's followed by you're making a scene. And, but, <laughs> yeah, no, and that's, um, you know, again, getting back to the moon and being told, don't come back. You know, was that the aliens or was that the Nazis? And that's the same thing with Antarctica. Don't come back. Now, you know, with the third part, which brings us to Iron Sky 2, um, <laughs> is the hollow earth, uh, you on, know, the Nazis' belief in the... Be yes. Before you go too much further, embrace the power of and. How do we know the Nazis aren't the aliens right. to begin with? Well, you know, and that's the one thing, is that I mentioned that... Uh, Chilean pro Hitler, you know, pro Nazi, just weirdo from um, at the beginning of the show who says that you know Hitler got out. Um, you know his he believed that Hitler was an incarnation of Vishnu, I mean, which know. opens up a whole other can of worms. Hmm. Well, I mean. Well, there's also a, a belief that Hitler was an attempt at the Antichrist, so that kind of tracks. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, you you get that in the stories of the Vishnu, you know, a lot of their tech is cloning, and then you, you talk about you know, the boys from Brazil. <laughs> I was just going to that. Yeah, and Krieger. Yeah, Krieger. So, I mean, it... it 
getting lost in the Brazilian rainforest isn't that difficult. I mean, you're just, we we talk about it with Aggie a couple times. They're still finding whole you know, temple complexes in we, Central America. We know that Mangola made it there. Yeah, uh, I, I can't. Was he in Brazil? Is that where his final place or Rio? Yeah, I think, yeah uh, Rio, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's in Brazil. Yeah, Rio. Yeah, well, so yeah, I think it was. Yeah, because that was. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the whole thing of the boys from Brazil. The local police had been watching him. They knew who he was. They had been following <coughs> him around. I think uh, his his watch and they've got a few other of his personal effects in uh, in their archives. But have you ever heard of the village? I think it's pronounced Dinko Godoy. No. Some kind of little village there where there was a traveling doctor with a big old mustache, and uh, he fit the description of Mangala, and he would do fertility treatments on the women in the village. And they've got, like, this unstoppable gene that produces twins. Like, almost everybody in the village, if they're going to have kids, it's twins. Yikes. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. They had a, an entire documentary dedicated to uh, the phenomenon that occurs there. And then they had some some rational explanations that may or may not, you know, be the cause of it. But they also had a lot of eyewitnesses uh, from the village itself, uh, some of the older generation, that talked about this man that would come around and do these fertility treatments on the, on the women there. That's so Mangla, though. Totally Mangala, dude. Yeah, one thing that I hadn't heard about, you know, going through this uh, story about Bird, is the follow-up Operation Windmill that took place in 47 and 48. And that was for ground reconnaissance to back up their um, air reconnaissance, the alleged air reconnaissance when they were flying around down there with a you know, PT, whatever, um, Catalina. Poor choice of a plane in that type of weather, by the way. Um, but, uh, you know, it is a seaplane. I love them. Um, but that was, uh, <clears throat> again, a second, excur- a second excursion to try and find the Nazis, I believe. It, you know, I, I'm absolutely certain they probably had at least, <clears throat> very, at very least an outpost. Yeah. So, if if that in you know we do have the evidence that those those large submarines were constantly running supplies back and forth so that that does establish the fact that they were supplying somebody well it it is known that they did have a base down there that accommodated up to 600 and then when the war ended they just kind of noped out and went to south america that's the rumor i would be willing to bet some stayed behind i don't know my gut tells me that Hitler was talking to extraterrestrials, and I'm pretty sure he traded that for his fucking life. It, it just makes sense on a logical level. And it, 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 the funny thing is, is it's so, it's so crazy. It's 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 one of those things that you know, crazy enough to work. It's so crazy, it just might work. Yeah, it's uh, critically absurdum. I believe it because it's absurd. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, no, and I, I, you know what? It, when you first mentioned that theory to me. I was like, no, that's totally plausible. Yeah, I buy it. Plausible, of course. Look at look at how our thirst for weaponry has been since the beginning of of, of America. Yeah. You know, that's been one of the driving things to to constantly 
be bigger and better. And then it, it just kind of, it, it became a, a more of an exponential thing when we got into the, the cold war with the Russians. Yeah. And then when we got nukes, so we're kind of like, okay, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and nukes and UFOs is another story for another night. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Man, I've, I've had a really good time tonight. What a conversation it's been. Yeah. Rick, what do you think? I think you guys should do this more often. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm down. no, I mean, it was it was great. Um, I'm sad I didn't get to chime in very much, but the problem is, like, and we've had this discussion before. Current technological limits make it kind of hard for more than one or two people to be talking at a time without it causing distortions for folks. Which is why normally when you guys are just in a flow, I'm just kind of just sitting here running the board because I don't want to mess anything up. Oh, we got to get Discord working for sure because that, there's true duplex on that. We were going to try that this week. Yeah, and, and then, uh, I, and then I, I went down again. I was like, oh, I'm feeling yeah. good again. Uh, I swear. I've been fighting this crap off off and on since the, after Thanksgiving. It went from walking pneumonia to now bronchitis, and I'm just like, you know, can I just maybe not be sick for the holidays for like one fucking year? Just maybe? Seems like ever since 2019, I've been sick during the holidays, because actually, I guess it was 20, was it 2019 or 2018? I think it may have even been 2018, because it was, it was the, it was before all the COVID shit started. I was like sick from like the end of Thanksgiving all the way through like January, and that was when everybody started talking about this COVID stuff, and I've been to the doctor like five times, and they're like, we don't know what it is, we think you just got a really bad flu, and yeah. I think, honestly, even though my tests keep coming back negative, I think I may have had Omicron this last time. I think that's why it's been hanging out for so long. I don't know why the tests keep lot coming of back negative. Negative. I, I think it, I think there's a lot of false negatives on this one. This, this, this motherfucker is widespread. This really, really spread fast and far. And for all, I mean, that that's pretty much what we wanted it to do. Exactly, because it's not it's not the deadly one. It's the uh, everybody gets it one. Have your natural immunity and let's move on. Good. Now we can flatten the fucking curve. So yeah, I don't want to get all riled up. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, <laughs> no, no I'm no. so stoked you came on. Oh man, thank you for inviting me, dude. I've been we were going to do this like two weeks ago, but I I just wasn't feeling good enough. Yeah. But I I had a blast. Yeah. I I could talk this shit for hours. We need to get John Katz in here one of these days. I've done a couple episodes with him on He Said, She Said when Aggie's been out, and, and he can talk UFO and, and paranormal and French science for, for hours. We'll get we'll get the three of us. We'll get Katz, and we'll get Jeff, and, and just we'll get it on. Because I swear, if we go on Discord, this true duplex, and we can all talk at the same time, and we're not stopping on each other, and then we'll just go full Algonquin roundtable on this shit. Let's do it. Let's have a panel. Well, if we're yeah. gonna do- we're going to do that. Yeah. We're going to need to block off at least two hours because, yeah. <laughs> so, right. So plan ahead. But, yeah, so anyway. Um, speaking of French science, um, I, I one of the things I have found that I didn't realize was on there, on HBO Max, they have every episode of Fringe ad-free. So I started watching that again last night. Funny thing is, you know, you, you know I'm one of these people that normally once I watch something, I kind of don't really ever forget it. There are episodes of this show that I don't remember watching, which is not normal for me. <laughs> So I was like, I don't remember. Anator was so hot. I don't remember this happening before, so I'm not sure if this is because you know I'm in a different timeline and this has already kind of been established, or if I just don't remember. But yeah, hot, so hot. Just saying. Anyway, sorry. yeah, Anator was hot. John Noble, he made that show, dude. He, John. he was just kind of like just an old, 
just the old scientist cross between Hunter S. Thompson and Laszlo from uh, Weird or from Real Genius, and yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, John Noble makes pretty much every show he's ever in. That was that was probably the only reason that I watched the 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 Fox remake of like the whole Headless Horseman thing was because he was in it. <laughs> yeah, you know what he reminds me. Remember the Doctor and um, was it? Cannibal Run Two, yeah, the the mad side. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I, I can't remember if that was a Smoking in the Bandit or a Cannibal Run. No, Probably was, a Smoking in the Bandit. Because, no, it was Cannibal. No, but, the, the ambulance. Yeah, yeah, it was Cannibal Run Two. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's kind of like a uh, a not totally insane version of that. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I forgot how much fun that show's been, so I've been watching that. I'll actually probably go back to watching it when we're up here. <laughs> there you go. But, Mickey, yeah. what are you watching? Uh, I just, uh, what the, well, I finished Yellowstone. I haven't, I've been looking for something sci-fi. I tried that one with um, uh, fucking million dollar, Hillary Swank. Oh, uh, why? Yeah, I watched like the episode of it, and I'm like, nope. Then um, I've been I've been doing sci-fi movies. I I've been trying to watch Stay Tuned with John Ritter, where they okay, get sucked yeah. on television from like 1992 or four. Sure. Okay. Like that. Um, and uh, I've I, I've tried to watch it like four different times, and I I fall asleep before it's over with each time. Like I, I haven't not been able to stay awake past like 9:30. Yeah, I'm hitting that wall too. I did get you know, and throwing some uh, creepy pasta at you while you were sick. Yeah, I I, uh, I started getting back into that uh, rabbit hole again too. I love that stuff, man. I, that's what I, every night that I climb into bed and I'm ready to go to sleep, I'll put on the the creepy pasta, something. You know, yeah. I, I really try to gravitate towards uh, uh, paranormal shit and and, and uh, sci-fi stuff. Uh, I think you know that's the stuff I enjoy the most. Sure, I, some of the stuff. Is just so you think about it, and you're like, you know, that's plausible shit. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't need that to scare the crap out of me. That's too real. And you know, I've been lately. I've been into the um, the creepy pasta glitch in the matrixes. There's there's thousands of them out there. Yeah, a bunch of different guys are are actually doing that same kind of thing. And I guess that's just easy pickings because everybody on Reddit is is posting their own little stories. And they're like a minute and a half, two minute little uh, segments. So that, that's obviously easy to produce. But some of these stories, you know, some of them are just stupid as fuck. And you're like, come on. I can't believe it even made the cut. Right. Most desperate for some fill. But some of them, you're like, you listen to it and you're like, fuck, that's, that's creepy, man. I, I've got goosebumps from that shit. Yeah, yeah the, the Channel 58 one I sent you, that's still one of my favorites. That's, that's just. That, that's awesome. And uh, shit, there was another one that you sent me that was just as good. Oh, the one with the uh, the mask of uh, from um. Uh, yeah, um, uh, Ben's drowned or some shit. Yeah, Ben drowns again. Yeah, that yeah. that was that was great. You know, it, we talked about uh, Majora's Mask when you had sent me that. That game was inherently creepy to begin with. So right. that entire creepy pasta was just it perfectly set uh, just like this creepy fucking tone. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorite genres on uh, YouTube now, or at least the internet too, because there's some good pre- creepy pasta podcasts too. It, it, it's fun. It's fun stuff. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing. 
Fun times. That's fantastic, man. Yeah, good times. We are a couple wild and crazy guys. Right? Wild and crazy guys. So we all talked about it. We're all fading out in one form or another with our uh, voices or just having, you know, getting back into it. So, Mickey, where can people find you, man? You guys can find me every Friday night here on KLRNRadio.com hosting He Said, She Said with uh, my wonderful co-host, Aggie Rekin. And you guys can find me fucking around on Twitter, the only social media that I'm on. And that's at Mickey Blowtorch. Rick? Uh, you can find me on pretty much most social media platforms at RowdyRick73. I'm on Getter now. I'm still trying to figure out how to get back into all the other ones that I've set up over the years that I stopped using. <laughs> it's because they're still there and I might as well put them to use. Uh, you can find me. Uh, I'm actually trying to get back into my professional Facebook account. But I forgot the password, so that's kind of interesting. Um, and if you're not friends with me on my personal Facebook page already, that ain't happening. Um, so anyway, so you, uh, you can also find me on KLR Radio um, starting this next week. Hopefully, if Jen is feeling better, we'll be back to doing Jen and Nick every Tuesday night. And then off the rails every two, uh, at uh, 10 Eastern, off the rails at 11 Eastern. Uh, then uh, starting in a couple of weeks, Red Wine's coming back, and I'll be producing for them again on Wednesday night. So it'll go back to basically G them you and me and then me um and so pretty much if you can't find me anywhere else i'm usually here somewhere either editing producing or talking because yeah klr radio is kind of my thing (laughs) and it's a good it's kind of what i do thing to have you've given us all a platform you gave us a place to go rick Right. You know, the funny thing is every single one of you have said that in one form or another. They're like, you know, without you we wouldn't have this and we wouldn't even, we wouldn't have known how to do any of this if it's not for you and I'm like, Yeah, you would have figured out it eventually, but I'm glad I was here. <laughs> well, we wouldn't have had the motivation. We wouldn't have had the yeah. But it's true. <laughs> we all need it's all because of you. Oh, Everything we do, we do for you. Oh whatever. <laughs> no, just, just shut up. Right. God, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna puke. <laughs> So uh, for me, yeah, where can folks find me, you, sir? Yeah, you, you can find me on Monday nights with uh, Polita Bunny on uh, Fubar One Nation Under Foo. Immediately after that, you can find me on Cyber Chill with Lou and Jeff. On Wednesdays, you can find me with you on Robinson and Horty. This Thursday, I will be with Brad Slager on the Culture Shift, where we turn our skeptical eye towards the entertainment industry. And boy, has there been a lot of entertainment fuckery this last week. And you can find me on. Minds me, we get her as Ordy Packard, though I'm not using them much right now, and Gitter still glows to me. And you can find me on Twitter still, unbelievably. I'm almost coming up on two years with this account as that Amish one. Hey, no, the last time you said that, year. you got suspended, dude. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> the last, time you, and, said, uh, the last cool. time you said I'm coming up on two years, like three days later, you're like, fuck. <laughs> Twitter just keeps me at the uh, right below the two year mark. They don't want to give me that anniversary badge or some shit. <laughs> oh, you forgot to tell them that they can always find you behind a circle K somewhere. Yeah, you can. Yeah, but you know, that, that's my favorite thing too. Is I have now become a meme. I have become meme destroyer of moms. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if you saw it because it was buried in the comments, but the dude you, like, destroyed the other day, like, 45 comments later, was like, sure, man, if necrophilia is your thing. I'm like, everybody uses that as a comeback, you douche. Right, and I didn't even see that, so, I mean, he just, yeah. 
It's low hanging fruit. I saw it. I saw it, and I almost dude, was. My mom's oh, dead. I was almost a smart ass about it, and I was like, you know what? That's everybody's comeback for that. Your mom probably kicked your ass out twenty years ago. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I did. What, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Your mom died. I'm watching her OnlyFans as soon as you get off Twitter. <laughs> I almost was that guy that was like, you know what, I'll be the asshole just that once and it really will be some dude with a dead mom and then I'll feel bad and I'll be like, yeah, never mind. Anyway, all right, so let's get out of here because I have things to do and I have projects to finish over the weekend so I can hopefully get back to doing the other stuff. I'm sorry, are we keeping you with our radio show? No, not really. (laughs) You guys are the ones bitching about needing to go to bed, fucking grandpas. (laughs) When I was your age. (laughs) He was in a tent in Iraq. My, my grandson was in the army. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's time. Uh, yeah, it's time. All right, cool. Again, Mickey, thank you so much. Rick, thank you, even though you were just kind of sitting there in yeah. rapt attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Every once in a while, it's nice to let you pull heavy lifting, sir. Nothing wrong.